Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Ah, good morning. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It is Taz and the Moose with you right here on CBS Sports Radio as we come to you live from the Rocky Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Who understands that it's not just a mortgage, it's your mortgage. That's the difference, of course. Rocky Mortgage, push button, get mortgage. Mike Pete, as he writes that down across the way of the side at the controls, bogus with your updates as we go right up until... 9 a.m. Eastern time, the next three hours for you. What's going on, Andrew, as you sit in for Taz once again? Good morning. Mo- Moose. Moose. Moose is your name. Yes, Good morning. that is. Or uh, Mark. I'm nervous. I think my it's God-given name for my to mom and dad. Point out, today was and has been a scheduled day off for Taz. Correct, yes. The two is. previous days under the weather. So I think you can maybe just, if you've been praying, holding vigil at your Taz shrine, he probably needs a little less of your thoughts and prayers today Fair. because he's going to be off to begin with. And yes. we assume, I haven't talked to him, maybe you have, I assume because he's Taz, um, that whatever silly infection, bug, virus, cold that was bothering him has been put into his submission and has moved on. Yes, yes. Nice play on words. Yes. I tried. Um, yeah, th- yeah I, I don't know. I haven't talked to him <laughs> in a couple of days. I have no idea. But I know uh, Mikey did because he's got I, picks. Yeah, hopefully he's all right and feeling better and uh, he is off today. He'll be back with us. Uh, hopefully uh, on, Monday on Monday morning. Correct. Card yes. subject to change. Yes. Yeah, so he'll be off with us on uh, be uh, back with us on Monday morning, and we got a lot to get into. We got NFL picks and college picks coming your way a little bit later on in the program. Uh, Tommy Bowden will join us a little later on in the program as well, um, and we get it going with the NFL as the Thursday night affair last night. Uh, out in Oakland in the black hole, Raiders Chargers, great rivalry and AFC West showdown uh, between these two teams who are obviously battling for, you know, uh, I would say, uh, you know, playoff contention in the AFC uh, and wildcard contention in the AFC. And the Raiders come out victorious 26 24 final, the late Josh Jacobs 18 yard touchdown run untouched, the late. Uh, interception by Philip Rivers uh, as he throws, uh, you know, three on the night uh, for Philip Rivers. Uh, and the uh, Raiders go on to the victory uh, and hold on to the 26 24 victory despite the Carlson missed extra point uh, with about uh, a minute left to go in regulation. And, you know, Andrew, I, I guess people, you know, looking at what Mayock and what Gruden did last year in the NFL draft and what the game plan was, especially after year one where all the conversation about John Gruden was, the very fact of maybe the game has passed him by and how Oakland looks so bad and the Khalil Mack trade embarrassment and what was the motivation there and the inability to get after the quarterback, well, I'll tell you now, the Raiders at the point of attack can win. On the defensive line, Cleveland Farrell's been a, a nice draft acquisition a lot of people thought, and they did reach for him. They should not have drafted him as high as they did, but he could play in the National Football League. We do know that. The adjustments they made along the offensive line, bringing Brown in from the New England Patriots, uh, adjusting that offensive line, you know how good Gabe Jackson is despite the holding penalty last night. I think his first of the year. Um, how good he is at one of the guard positions. The offensive line has showed themselves to be true. Everyone thought they were going to draft Josh Jacobs. They did. I loved him coming out of Alabama, and he's a special young running back. 
even though he does not have your prototypical uh, you know, running back size in the National Football League. But uh, Raiders are a pretty good football team right now. I mean, they are a 5-4 and four team. We can get into the particulars of how that game went down, but I, I think people have to give uh, you know, uh, both Gruden and Mike Mayock a lot of credit for what they have done and what they did in one offseason, even after all the nonsense and the drama surrounding Antonio Brown. Yeah, I was just going to bring that up, and I, I don't want to give them credit for bouncing back, surviving Antonio Brown, because it's their fault. I mean, they they got in bed with, with a, a maniac, it appears, again, yesterday, coming off of yesterday. So, you know, they, they, signed, they, they got what they signed up for. Uh, maybe, maybe went a little farther, a little quicker than you would have thought, but still, I mean... I, I again, they should have stayed away from him in the first place. They didn't. They got burned immediately. Maybe that ends up being the silver lining here that the divorce happened before we even played a real game, and they had all this time to reconfigure things and get away from it. Um, because John Gruden desperately wanted Antonio Brown um, coming off of last year. One of the things that that people who cover the team kept mentioning was um, how frustrated he was by like the lack of talent on the roster. He just didn't have the guys that he wanted. Uh, that he needed to get things done. So they've, between, as you laid out, signings and drafts and trades, they brought in a lot of talent. He was the number one talent guy. It didn't pan out. And they got past that. And they put themselves in a spot here where, not not yet, Moose, but I feel like in a couple of weeks, whether they're in the postseason, you know, whether they have a wild card spot or the, where they they stay where they are now on the outside looking in, I, I think I'm going to feel comfortable saying they're a team you don't want to play in the playoffs because they can run it, because they can block, and because I think Derek Carr and John Gruden have found some kind of level of synergy here, and they know how to each kind of work with each other, and, and Gruden knows how to get the best out of Carr, and he's got some more developing weapons, and I think that they have the potential of being capable, qualifying this as much as possible, of winning a road playoff game. Um, it's a, we're a long way from that. But the last couple of weeks have been promising two really dramatic wins in five days. And there's a lot of good things that they do that can translate into being a pest when we get to January. Yeah, yeah I think it also depends on the opponent they go well, up against course. as well. I mean, I, I think, is there a potential for them to win a road playoff game? Yeah, I, I don't, I, you know, I, especially in a wide open AFC outside of uh, New England. And then we obviously give a lot of respect for what Baltimore did to the Patriots. But that was also regular season. And we've seen the Patriots bounce back in the postseason even if a team lit them up in the regular season or beat them in the regular season. So uh, I don't know um, when you, when you look at the Oakland Raiders, there are things to like. Um, I just love the fact that uh, they are headed in the right direction. I mean, I I do think it's good for the national football league that a team that's going to be playing its games out in Las Vegas, Nevada in a brand new stadium and I'm going to miss Oakland, going to miss the black hole, going to miss those fans, going to miss the signs. I love the Gruden exchange with fans after the game because he loves being an Oakland Raider. There's no question about it. Um, you know, I, I think he relates to the fan base and the passion of the fan base. I think he loves the, you know, kind of uh, us against the world, where kind of the, you know, the the night and, you know, the, the, the night wearing the dark hat. Uh, walking into the room. I, I, I think Gruden eats all of that up with a spoon. I I think he loves representing that franchise. And he got a sense of that last night just seeing the pictures and the video of him going to the fans after that 26-24 victory. I think it's great for the National Football League that the Raiders are relevant. Uh, I think it's great. I think it's good. I think the NFL is healthy 
when the Oakland Raiders and the Raiders franchise is a relevant one because of the passion of those fans, because of the history of the franchise, um, and because of Gruden coming back out of the broadcast booth to kind of rescue that franchise. I, I, I Last night I thought I was rooting my rear end off for the Raiders. Uh, you know, we'll get into the Rivers and the Chargers and Anthony Lynn and all that here momentarily, but uh, I thought last night was a fantastic scene. I mean, and, and that's the... the- built-in sad part, though, is that we're running out of these yep. scenes in Oakland, no and especially if they are going, if they are trending upwards, um, to have them maybe reach their peak in a year or two from now, not in Oakland, um, is going to obviously be be, 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 uh, be bittersweet. Um, but that's, yeah, but that's just, you know, we got to move past that. Well, right, and, and you're not going to get what you got last night, but... I mean, it's still the Raiders franchise nonetheless. And yes, it, it does stink when, you know, when you when you know that they're going to be leaving that stadium and leaving that fan base and going to Las Vegas. And some of those fans obviously will travel to Las Vegas, Nevada uh, to watch him play and to watch the, uh, them play, the Oakland Raiders play. Um, and, you know, I, to me that, I mean, it's just a, kind of a sign of the times. I mean, you know, even though, you know, the Oakland Alameda Coliseum does work still, um, and it's still standing. <laughs> On most nights. Right. It, you know, there there are massive issues with it. It's not a, exactly a modern NFL stadium, and it's not a modern baseball stadium. However, I mean, it's a matter of trying to get one of those stadiums built or get that stadium built is very, very difficult, as the Raiders can attest to, and that's why they're moving to Las Vegas, Nevada. But I think you bring up a good point in terms of Derek Carr, um, and and what he represents for that franchise at the quarterback position, and the fact that you know basically everybody and their mother had his days numbered as the Raiders quarterback when Gruden stepped in because of how Gruden was critical of him at times as an analyst and whether or not Gruden was necessarily in love with Carr at the quarterback position. And we've seen Carr play relatively, for the most part, not every single week, but cleaned up his game and try to play cleaner and cleaner, uh, cleaner and cleaner football here each and every week. And if he's able to do that, he's going to be able to stay on the field. And that Oakland Raider offense will get even more dynamic. We know how special Jacobs is. If Carr can clean up his act and not turn the football over, and they get a little bit more dynamic at the wide receiver position, while there's a hell of a young tight end, we know that they've already signed him to a contract right. extension. And Gruden can't uh, talk glowingly enough about his young tight end who's had a troubled past, but has found his way in a Raider uniform. And you saw him have a, a big catch last night on one of the scoring drives for the Raiders. I mean, the, the, everything's pointing upward. I mean, it's it's amazing what winning does. You're not hearing about Khalil Mack this year. Uh, that's not the constant drumbeat out in Oakland. You're not well, hearing about that You're deal. actually hearing the reverse because Khalil, while you know he's impactful, doesn't have the raw stats he had last year. So I mean, my Raider buddies are tweeting about how the guys now who are playing for Khalil Mack have more sacks than Mack does this year. So there, I mean, it's it's you'd still want Khalil Mack. There's no excusing that divorce, and they're they're going to forever regret him being gone. Yeah, but I mean, there's at least the door has opened for some petty reminders that somehow they don't miss him. But of course, they miss him. Uh yeah. I mean, they well, and and you could look at that in terms of the attention that Mac draws defensively exactly. out in Chicago uh, allows other guys to free up in. In single coverage or single blocking, uh, and man to man, and and being able to get uh, after the quarterback because of the attention that he's getting, and specifically on passing downs, 
It was great. I mean, honestly, it's great. Jacobs was a, is a special young running back. You look at what Carr's been able to do, and now you look at Groot and the Raiders, and they're relevant here this year, now at 5-4. and four. And then you get to the Los Angeles Chargers, as the conversation earlier in the week before the Thursday night game was whether or not they were going to move over to London mm-hmm. after that athletic report. Then we saw the reaction from Dean Spanos basically calling it nonsense. Uh, and then you get the game last night, and you know we know Rivers is not signed to a long-term deal, and you know, he made some awful decisions and awful throws. I don't blame him on the one late, his third and final interception of the night. The one early when the Los Angeles Chargers are driving, um, and it's a nothing-nothing game, and he misses Keenan Allen and overthrows him by about seven, eight yards because Keenan Allen is not diminutive in size, but overthrows him right into the safety's head, uh, right into the safety's hands, I should say, as he was wide open across the middle. That's when you put on Rivers, and that's the problem you have with the Chargers, the inconsistency of performance. And now they're a 4-6 and six football team after 10 weeks of the NFL regular season, and they are clearly on the outside looking in with a ton of work to do where you can make the argument that maybe they have to go 5-1 and one at worst in order to make themselves relevant for a potential wild card berth in the AFC. Yeah, I I think they're done. Um, I think six losses is too many right now. And then you factor in what they are. And they just, they seem incapable. Now they are the Chargers and they have done They've rallied before. They've rallied before and they've done it in in either direction. They've started well and barely hung on. They've started poorly and then won out to get there. So in particular, you know, they've done this, but... You said five and one. To me, they got to get to ten. I mean, nine is mathematically yeah. possible, obviously, because they're not eliminated at the moment. But nine, I don't know that nine is going to be enough. So they'd have to get to ten and six. I just don't know that this team's capable of putting together six straight games of not self-sabotaging because they remain the Chargers and they just keep doing this to themselves, whether it's Rivers or penalties or other mistakes. And then you factor in all the injuries they've dealt with earlier in the year. And they just can't get out of their own way. And, you know, I'm, I'm glad that you had fun watching Oakland last night and were rooting for the Raiders. But for me as a fake Chargers fan and real Chargers fans, last night again just sucked because they can't just lose and they can't just win. They've got to go from 10 nothing to 14-10 to up 24-20 still in the fourth quarter. Then they, then the fumble, and then they're immediately down the field for points for Oakland, and then they do nothing on seven plays. Finally, the interception at the end of the game to lose and to just keep punching you right in the gut while they do it. It's uh, an amazing talent. Well, there's no, there's no doubt, and it kind of hit me last night uh, watching that game that you know Rivers, who I thought at one point in his career was definitely going to play in a Super Bowl and get through the AFC playoffs. Um, yeah, you know, I don't. I don't think you're going to see that. Uh, you know, I'm not telling you that Rivers' days as a Charger are over. I know they've got a contract that they have to work out after this season. You know, I think he'll be back. I think obviously the clock is ticking on his career. He's not on the front nine. He's on the back nine, as the cliche goes. Uh, I think there's a lot of work. I think he might be lot... teeing up 18. Well, I don't, I don't think that. I, I don't. I, you think he's that? Sh- you think Philip Rivers is shot? Well, no, not shot. But what teeing you... up 18 is shot. No, he's, no. Like on the green at eighteen, to me, is shot. Like he's 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 at the end. He can see the clubhouse. Yeah, I, I like don't, he's I, at the end. Well, I, think, I mean, listen. How, however close you want to say, I think I think you'd still win with Philip Rivers. I don't think I, I think Eli Manning's shot. Yes, I think Eli. If you want to draw a comparison, I, I think Eli yeah, Manning pulling is Eli's done. Car around from well, the drive home because if Philip Rivers is not shying away from contact, Philip Rivers is not doing anything like that. 
Uh, so I, I don't think Rivers is done. I, but I don't think he's ever going to play for a Super Bowl. And and that's the depressing aspect. The guy that is, you know, played the game, certainly been a great representation for that franchise, has been a fantastic asset for the National Football League, has had a lot of great regular seasons. I think he's going to be a future Hall of Famer and have his, uh, you know, have his bust out there in Canton, Ohio. Uh, I think all that goes along with Phillip Rivers. I just don't think he's ever going to get to a Super Bowl. And it hit me last night watching this Charger team play as they fall to four and six with the loss and the two-point loss last night out in Oakland, is that at one point I thought Rivers def- definitely was going to be in a Super Bowl, and I don't, I don't think he's ever going to get there. Well, that's mostly Tom Brady's fault uh, that that hasn't happened already. Yeah, I mean, Rivers it's been their tried. own demise, too. Yeah, I no, mean, I know. I'm, I'm, listen, I'm, I mean, Gus Bradley's, Gus Bradley's defense, you know, you know, where he did not make the adjustment after the Raven game, and they got picked apart by the Patriots. I mean, that's just moronic a year ago. But I understand the point that you're making. I just think it sucks. I mean, honestly. I mean, yeah, I, no, I, I think for I think for a guy that's that's done everything the right way, I think it would have been great for Rivers to get himself to a Super Bowl. I don't think he's ever going to get there. No, and, and he's he's great behind a mic. He would have been awesome in a lead-up to a Super Bowl, talking a little smack, being Phillip Rivers. I'm I'm with you on this. And I and I have fallen into the, the Chargers trap way too many times as an outsider. And it happened again this year. I thought this year was going to be different. I thought, you know, I fell into Anthony Lynn, great double-digit wins last year, as bad as it ended, but what a great season. They reset, they, you know, they, they reset Hunter Henry's coming back, then he gets hurt again. All these under-injuries, Bose is a year older. They've got Ingram, who's an absolute stud, obviously. You throw in Gordon and Eckler, but then the holdout happens, and I was all in again. And here we are again at 4-6, and six, in need of another miracle to get this team into the postseason and now I have very limited confidence in that miracle happening. Yeah, the firing of Ken Wisenhunt a couple weeks back, then all the rumors about them potentially going to London earlier in the week that was vehemently denied, uh, denied by Dean Spanos, and then you get another loss as they're now a 4-6 and six team. Let's hear from Gruden and Carr last night after the win from a Raider perspective. He showed great poise in the two-minute drill especially and used a lot of different receivers. i got to give Jalen Richard a lot of credit. He gives uh, He gives our... Our offense a different dynamic, and you saw Jacobs come in for the for the big touchdown. So um, it's a good effort by a lot of guys. That was an old school AFC West bloodbath, basically. <laughs> just two defenses playing out of their mind, um, and yeah, we we just found a way to win, you know. And that says so much about our teams. Uh, we've had so many so many weeks now where we've been efficient, we're moving the chains, third down, all these kind of things, and then we we ran into. Uh, you know, this team and uh, for whatever reason tonight, you know, it was just, you know, some nights are just tougher than others, right? You know what I'm saying? And this was one of those nights. Oh, there's no doubt about it. How about that for Anthony Lynn, the Chargers head coach? New offensive coordinator, Wizen Hunt out. Second week with that takes another big fat L. Here's Anthony Lynn. We have no choice. I mean, we have six games left and we have to regroup and we have to work on being 1-0 and for next week. But, you know, as far as, uh, you know, we have to work our tail off. You know, to reach our goal, and that was to get back to the tournament. And so, you know, I don't know if we can lose another game. And they understand that. Yeah, in all likelihood, they probably do not. And and that's what the Chargers wake up this morning. They've got some extra time to be able to deal with that, the very fact of they're, in all likelihood, not going to reach their goal here in 2019. A couple other things hit me about last night. Number one, I don't think you'll have a game with better uniform matchups. <laughs> I mean, the very Chargers true. unis and then the Raiders with the silver numerals uh, and uh, the black outline with the white. I mean, I think they were absolutely fantastic. And there's no drama 
you know, post-game interview with Aaron Andrews because last week it was baby, right? Who was it, the player that Jimmy said, Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo. Last night for Derek Carr, uh, he said, God bless. <laughs> so there doesn't have to be God any. God bless baby or there, just God bless? No, just said God bless no. and walked off. So there, Sweetheart, there nothing does like not, that. Nothing Toots, like no. that. There's nothing like that. So no CBS Sports Minutes today, no drama in terms of the interview with Aaron, Aaron, Aaron Andrews. After the game, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. There you have it. little Raiders music gets us going here on this Friday morning. Mark Malusis, Andrew Bogish. It is Taz of the Moose with you here on this Friday morning. We've got college picks, NFL picks. Tommy Bowden will join us a little way later on in the program. Biseglia, who's exhausted here on this Friday morning, will wake up a little bit later on. Uh, he had his Starbucks coffee and played a little gym last night. Uh, boys basketball, I should say men's league basketball. He said he played some uh, gym last uh, night. Uh, no With doubt. He, he ran up and down the court and then had trouble canasta. falling asleep last night. I mean, come on. Uh, let's grow up here. I mean, you are, uh, I mean, you're not 14 years of age going to class. You're right, Moose. I'll toughen up. Let's go to let's break. Let's go. I look across the way. Bisegla is basically pounding coffee. Get it in. Get the caffeine in you. Let's uh, fire it up. IV. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Taz Moose, CBS Sports Radio. Give Taz and the Moose a call. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4227. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. Listening to Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. We'll get to the latest and greatest surrounding Kawhi Leonard. The NBA's response to the finding of Doc. Out in Los Angeles as Kawhi made his triumphant return to the NBA floor. We'll get into that here momentarily. Bogish has got updates this morning, so double duty for him. Uh, what's going on, Andrew? Moose, those Chargers, those Raiders kind of playing for their playoff lives last night in Oakland, so this wasn't the way L.A. wanted to start. And he is going to throw on this down. Fires high, intercepted again. Picked off. Return to the 40. Down the sideline, 20-yard line. Here comes Eric Harris going in all the way. Touchdown, Raiders. Brent Musburger on Raiders Radio. That was the second time Eric Harris picked off Phillip Rivers in the first quarter of Thursday Night Football. And I love Brent, but I'll be honest with you. And Brent's great. It's hard for me not to think of Papa when I think about the Raiders and their goals. Especially when Greg Papa's now doing Niners games. And it sounds weird. And all I want to hear him go is, touchdown, Raiders. Yeah. And it just, and Brent does a nice job. I I get it. I understand why they did it. And, and, you know, the transitioning to, what's that? Transitioning to Vegas and everything like that. And, you know, it, it, Brent's a legend, an absolute legend, and does a great job visiting and all that stuff on, on satellite radio, but uh, I do miss Papa doing Raider games. I think there was an issue, right, between Papa and Mark Davis? Correct. That, yeah. that opened the door right. for a change? Correct. Okay. Uh, so that was Brent, and that was a second first quarter pick thrown by Phillip Rivers last night. His team down 10 nothing, then led 14 10, led again 24 20 with four minutes to go after an Austin Eckler TD catch. But the Raiders got a Josh Jacobs 18-yard scoring run and a Carl Joseph INT to win 26-24. Oakland joins Indy at five wins, but for now the Colts have one last loss, so they control the second wildcard spot. Six losses might be too much now to overcome 
for the Chargers. According they, to Andrew Bogus. Yes, according to me. Their season's over. Uh, not technically, not officially, but possibly. No, I said according likely. to you. Yeah, I'm reporting that. No, no, not reporting it. That's your opinion. <laughs> it is. Yes. Uh, Bengals wide out. Basically, uh, fold up. The t- it's over. Yeah. Put the flag up. It's done. But what I'm doing is this reverse been... psychology. I'm setting the table oh, for is them that to what go it is? six Whoa, and zero. Look at you. To use me as bulletin board material to Very get nice. my bolts into the yes. postseason. Uh, Bengals wide out. A.J. Green had a setback this week in his return from his summer ankle injury. Instead of debuting on Sunday, Green now out indefinitely. Oh, and there you go. And how about this? Before and, that news came out, he was asked by a reporter in the locker room, hey, A.J., uh, you think you'll be playing this weekend? He goes, no. Nope. And walked away. Yeah. Good times. Nice. And then there's, of course, Trent Williams in Washington. He is now on the non-football injury list, so he will not play this season after the Skins really handled that situation well. It seems like it. Yeah, they yeah, really it's did. It's a really family-first organization Well, not there. just family. I mean, besides everything that their medical staff, and I understand the staff has changed over the years in dealing with the growth that was uh, the cancerous growth that was on his skull. Uh, but then the, the decision not to trade him, you know, and then to try and trade him late and then basically stomp your feet when the Browns wouldn't give you a first-round draft choice for him. And I mean, Denzel Ward, right? Yeah, I mean, come on, dude. <laughs> the Skins are lost. Uh, and how They're about... such an inept franchise. They really are. I applaud all Skins fans for not going to games down there in D.C. They, they are lost. Had only you not forsaken your family's Giants love. I should You'd have. Really, honestly, I made a drama. It, no, pretty I, I can't turn six. my back on Rigo. I can't turn my back on John Riggins. I really can't. Riggins, Monk, Gary Clark, Ricky Sanders, Clint Didier. I mean, those teams, I love those Skins teams. Loved them. I, lo- dream- I mean, honestly, you can ask my dad. I drove him crazy. Drove my mom crazy talking about Redskin football. I, I, I remember where I was watching those Super Bowls when I was growing up. So, I mean, it was that, those teams were great. I love Joe Gibbs. The night that they made the announcement, I remember the night that they made the announcement on ESPN that Joe Gibbs was coming back out of retirement, leaving NASCAR, and coming back to coach the Redskins. I couldn't sleep. I was up all night. I was up all night literally excited that he was coming back. And then soon I realized the game had passed him by, and Mm. I was like, Joe, go back to NASCAR. (laughs) Thanks for playing. Yes. Uh, So speaking of coaching, how about this little nugget from the NFL Network? It says that Deion Sanders has become a a candidate for the Florida State head coaching job. Makes sense. It makes sense because he's Deion Sanders and it's Florida State, but it doesn't make sense coming off the abject failure of Willie Taggart. You might want to swing less for the fences here and just get a guy who's going to actually win football games. But that's, again, just me. Uh, I I was being sarcastic. Uh, I would not bring Deion Sanders in to be the head coach of Florida State. First off, he has no head coaching experience. Not even a little. Oh, well, does he coach something in Texas? Uh, No, I I thought he coaches his kids. No, I mean, it's kids? not it's not real, but, like, I, I, I'm afraid of them presenting it as actual experience. I thought maybe he coached something, like, I, on the high school level oh, in Texas. On. Or maybe he has, like, an academy. Does he have a school? He has he some, might have, yeah, I, I, something I, you, like you that. You might be right about that. Yeah, I mean, he works with young players, and, and guys lean on him for advice, and he's always out, and, and you've seen that. And I, I don't deny that Deion Sanders knows football, but in terms of running a program, and I'm going to hand him over the keys to Florida State and say it's your program to run here moving forward, and Deion Sanders is going to be my head coach. That's that's where Florida State's going right now? Well, our NBA and high school football insider Mike Bisseglia, uh in my ear says he's the offensive coordinator at Trinity Christian oh, come on. School 
in Texas. Yeah, listen. So, I mean, the logical next step is Florida State head coach. Well, he, so, I apologize to you. I mean, how desperate if you might – you might, and it's no. I'm not trying to insult Deion Sanders. I'm really not. It's no no way, shape, or form. But what are we going to go back to – what is every school going to go back to former great players and say, I mean, why, why doesn't UCLA bring in Troy Aikman? Why isn't uh, Ray Lucas the, coaching that, Rutgers? Yeah, Ray Lucas should be coaching Rutgers. I agree with you. Why not? Sean O'Hara could be his offensive line coach. Oh, I mean, that makes well, too I mean, much go, sense. go down the line here. I mean, uh, and uh, you, you got to have some skin in the game. I mean, this is Florida State for crying out loud. <laughs> now you're going to Deion Sanders to me. I mean, this is a team that basically last year they missed a bowl game for the first time since basically before I was born. <laughs> uh, and now we're going to Deion Sanders. To to be uh, to uh, to be the head coach, or he's a leading candidate. Come on now, you gotta be kidding me! And he's a big name. Dion was a great player, uh, one of the all time great cornerbacks. Was a guy that could take it to the house, offensively, defensively, special teams, could do it all. One of the great physical talents this country's ever produced. No if ands or buts about it. Now he's a clown as a broadcaster, which I've established before. Uh, there's no if ands or buts about that either. And he does not have enough skin in the game to be running Florida State. And it's not just Florida State. I mean, if you want to tell me, uh, Deion Sanders is the leading uh, candidate to be the head coach of Texas State. I'd say for what reason? For what reason? Yeah, F- football is different. You can coach. You could be a basketball coach. I think for the first time at a pretty high level. Like, if you're the Deion Sanders of basketball, I think you could run a basketball program. Mike, again, is now adding baseball to his resume, mentioning Carlos Beltran. Baseball is different. Football, on the college level, there's so much to do, so much structure, so much infrastructure, so much, like, being a boss, not just coaching football, and then shaking hands and kissing babies. You got to... You have to learn how to be a coach. Well, you could be more of a. You can. I mean, you want to say you want to be a figurehead, and walk around without a headset on, like Bowden was doing. Bobby, that is at the at the end of his Florida State right, career. But that was at the end had of no, his... Well, no, right at the end. I'm talking about at the end, where when you see a head coach on the college ranks, that's or any coach, and we're talking about football now. That's walking around that does not have a headset on. They have no idea what the hell's going on. They are basically watching the game as you and I are watching the game at home. They have no control of the offense. They have no control of the defense. They have control of nothing. So they are basically there to watch the game on the sideline, maybe throwing a little bit of advice, but they're not giving you any kind of influence on offense and defense. That's what, So is that what's going to be the case here with Deion Sanders of Florida State? He's walking around <laughs> perusing the sidelines, and uh, he's uh, the, the lead recruiter trying to get talent and hire a great offensive defensive coordinator. I don't disagree. Listen, Chris Mullen, it, last year at St. John's, if you watch the St. John's game, yeah, he wasn't doing much coaching. And, no, none. <laughs> They'd call a timeout for an offensive possession. His assistant would step into the huddle, and uh, Mullen would be on the outside of the circle listening to his assistant coach the offensive plays. Handing out waters. I mean, come on now. That's what we're going to get if you're Florida State. For crying out loud, you're Florida State. The whole thing. Go get doing a big wrong. coach. Yeah, what happened the, the Monday morning when Bob Stoops was taking that job? That report died in a hurry. Oh, that's he's, Bob Stoops is never going to do that. Stoops is, I, I, you know, when it comes to a point where you, you, you're no longer willing want to do that grind. That is a grind. Being a college coach on any level, more football than bad. Oh, well, I'll, I'll say both, but I mean, it is a grind. Not only. Not only do you have to, you know, the recruiting trails and, and circle around, making sure everything, then making sure everyone's compliant, 
Number then you go down the line. You got to glad hand all the boosters. You got to basically be a public speaker and a figurehead for the entire program, which comes along with making the amount of money that you make. Then you got to go win basketball games. You got to make sure you get to the NCAA tournament. I mean, there's a lot of things that come in line with whether it be a, a basketball coach or a football coach on the college level. That is a massive grind. You think the NFL is a grind? College is a grind as well. Yep. Are you done? I'm not. Uh, the NBA, by the way, is still okay that Kawhi Leonard. Sorry to interrupt. That's your okay. Update. The NBA is still okay that Kawhi didn't play. Back to Deion Sanders mm, here. Sure, Taz. <laughs> what throwback jersey should I buy, Moose? Uh, so Kawhi Leonard, it's still okay, didn't play two nights ago, but the NBA has fined the Clippers fifty grand because they didn't talk about it correctly. In particular, Doc Rivers basically said Kawhi was fine, not dealing with the knee issue. Kawhi was back last night. He and the Clippers. Uh, won 107-101 over the Blazers in L.A. It's career win number 900 for Doc Rivers, by the way. U.S. Captain Tiger Woods had four wildcard picks for the President's Cup team. He's going with Tony Finau, Gary Woodland, Patrick Reed, and Tiger Woods. The event is next month in Australia. Now I'm done. All right, who do you think right now, before we get a break, go yes. to break, and Pete, you can roll it, 855-212-4CBS. We'll get into Doc and the Clippers, right? Who would you be more comfortable with? Deion Sanders as the head coach at Florida State, or the big announcement yesterday is that Kanye West is going to run for president in 2024. Kanye West as president of the United States or Deion Sanders as Florida State head coach. Which which sentence which sentence do you feel more comfortable about? I'll tell you. I think Kanye West is president. I think I'd rather have Kanye West Stop. as president. Stop. Why not? Because it's the president of the United States. I think Dion Kanye can go be Dion at Florida State. Kanye West is president of the United States. I think he's got a better chance of being president than Deion Sanders of being a head coach of Florida State. Oh, that's definitely not true. That's that definitely true. not true. You're you're wrong, Moose. <laughs> you need some rest. <laughs> I don't need any rest. That is the truth in today's day and age, dude. Read the tea leaves, man. It's Taz and the Moose. Focus is in the house on a Friday morning. We'll get into Doc and Kawhi and the NBA and the fine. We'll get into that next. CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. Hi, this is Mark May. I used to be a hog, but at 225 pounds, now I'm a pickler. You're listening to Taz and the Moose. On CBS Sports Radio. Ah, yes, you are. 855-212-4227, your number to call. CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line is brought to you by Geico. Great news. Quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on said car insurance. So, yesterday, we spent a lot of time talking about Kawhi Leonard and the Clippers and uh, the scheduled day off, right? So on Thursday night, or the you know load management, dealing with the knee and everything like that. So I'm missing the Bucks game on on Wednesday night. So everything was a okay for Kawhi uh, and the Los Angeles Clippers on Thursday uh, as they beat the Portland Trailblazers 107 to 101 at the Staples Center. Kawhi Leonard scored 18 points in the fourth quarter. Looked fresh as a daisy. No load management issues on Thursday night for Kawhi Leonard. And the Clippers. And news comes out that Doc Rivers was fined $50,000 by the NBA because before the Wednesday night game against Milwaukee, 
when it was announced that Kawhi Leonard would not be playing, he was asked a question, and paraphrasing here, you know, what's going on with Kawhi or how's he feeling? And Doc Rivers said, Kawhi feels great. But yet he was wearing the suit for the Bucks game. And the NBA then puts out a statement saying, uh, in reference to Leonard injury, detailing, here it is, Leonard is suffering from an ongoing injury to the patella tendon in his left knee has been placed by the team at this time on an injury protocol for back-to-back games. And Kawhi Leonard was bothered that the NBA revealed the details of his injury. Should he be? Um, I mean, <laughs> I guess maybe there's like a HIPAA violation in here. Maybe I don't know. Um, th- that's This is part of, I think, the problem, which we kind of touched on yesterday, and it goes back to... San Antonio is that Kawhi is very, very private uh, and doesn't think anything is anybody else's business, um, which I think, you know, takes a level of secrecy to a higher level than it might need to be in this kind of situation and then leads to all of this kind of confusing and contradictory statements and no one knows what to call the reason why he's sitting out and then how to discuss what's going on. And, you know, I'm assuming Doc Rivers meant like, it's not like he's injured and we're trying to fix something like that. That's why he said he feels great. And the NBA just had enough of the back and forth. $50,000 obviously is nothing. I mean, it's 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 pocket change. So it looks like they're doing something. But I think the, the end game is they put it out there that Kawhi's got a knee injury or a knee issue. And then that's the concrete reason for why he's not sitting out. And therefore, crushing him and the league and whatever for him just getting a night off technically is now, like, not a factual statement. Like, you can't, you know, people go freaking out about him taking night off. The NBA goes, enough's enough. He's got a patella, you know, a patella tendon thing. He's protecting that and resting it. rear end. Right, I mean, it's all... I mean, is, however all way is. you want to look at it, whether you believe it or not, I mean, it's a little CYA as well for the bad look the NBA had on Wednesday night with Kawhi sitting on the bench. I mean... Uh, during the 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 Bucks and Clippers game, right? So yeah, you could look at they gave, they provided a, a rationale, a reasoning about why Leonard was out, and gave you the detail. Listen for Kawhi Leonard. This isn't spy games, right? This is not some <laughs> national secret. This is not you know the, this is not the Cold War. Uh, you know this is NBA basketball. So it, it, you sign, you're making a lot of money, and God bless you. Deserve every last drop of it. Fantastic. But if the NBA wants to cover CYA. Uh, and and issue out a statement and detail your injury because they're tired of the pushback and the heat that they are getting and the criticism that they're getting for what transpired on Wednesday night, grow up and deal with it. I mean, honestly, grow up and deal with it. You want to play 60 games in the regular season? The NBA is going to detail your injury. I mean, that's it. I mean, you want to talk about load management? You want to, Clippers want to make sure you're fresh as a daisy? Come the playoffs, Andrew. You can't have it both ways. No. You can't rest. And tell me, you know, I need rest in the regular season, and they're working out some detailed schedule that they have to yet to figure out on a day in day out basis of when Kawhi is going to be available. Like we're trying to, you know, like we're trying to cure cancer here. Uh, you know, that's the mantra you're getting from the Clippers and from Doc Rivers. You can't have it both ways. You can't have one without the other. The NBA then at that stage is going to tell you he's hurt. He's got a patella issue in his left knee. This is it. Get off our rear end. Yeah. Enough with the nonsense. We're tired of the the columns, the rants, the musings. We don't want to hear about it anymore. We're going to tell you that Kawhi Leonard's left knee is hurt. I spent a lot of time yesterday, Moose, kind of downplaying the the importance and the significance of being tough. I'm going to do it again here. Um, if I was an if I was an athlete 
any sport, any level, and I was hurt, and it was compromising my play or changing my availability to play, you'd all know about it. There'd be no secrets because I wouldn't oh, want I wouldn't want to hear people talking. You know what? I'd be Mitchell Trubisky telling people to turn the TVs off because I don't want to hear people ripping me. If you know, if I was a quarterback with a bum shoulder, if I was Cam Newton and I was throwing the ball like you know what because my left foot was basically broken, you'd know my left foot would be broken. I wouldn't be quiet and trying to tough it out and let anybody know. I'd be making excuses so I could get some sympathy and there could be a you know there, an actual reality conversation as to why maybe I suck this much. And, uh, so if I'm Kawhi Leonard, why wouldn't you just let somebody know? Like he you scored what? 18 points my, in the fourth quarter last night. He doesn't My knee stink. hurts. I'm going to oh, sit tonight out. Oh, come on now. No, I mean, enough. I'm not saying – I'm not – Again, I'm not I'm not going back in the road of making excuses. I know where you stand. You know where I stand on this. I'm just saying, why not just tell me that you've got a knee injury? Because it's not that significant of a knee injury. Do you want me to be realistic? Do you think, do you think it, this is not Cam Newton with the hurt shoulder that he could barely throw the ball sure, five yards? Or a Liz Frank injury, which is a right. really severe Kawhi injury. Leonard He's played not better. Right. Kawhi Leonard played better in the fourth quarter last night in Port- against Portland, dropping an 18 in the six-point victory than Cam Newton probably played in the combined seven games down the stretch last year. But you know why he could do that? Because he was off the night before. Oh, stop. You can't prove me wrong. Uh, what do you mean? I, and you can't say but you can work it the other way as well. We're not going to go around and around in circles here. I, I, I can say you're wrong. You can say I'm wrong. We're, no one's going to be right. There's no, there's no end game in sight here. There's none. I feel like Go I'm on. right. Well, no, you're not. But here's the point. The point <laughs> being is that the injury is out there and floated out there because the NBA is tired of getting the right, flag. Right, exactly. That's my point. Just tell it's us. It's not that significant of an injury. What was the first thing I said yesterday? Lie to us. It's not Give that. Give me something. And you're buying in. You're, they're lying to you, and you're like, I, I need well, more. First of all, more I, of more. I don't, no. need to, I don't need to buy in. I'm already on their Call side. Call out they the don't, BS. They don't need me. They need to convince other people that he actually has something to manage, yeah, not Doc just his Rivers, tiredness. Doc Rivers, coach, before the game, saying Kawhi feels great. Which is why he got fined $50,000 for not playing along. Lie to us. Right, I, but that's nonsense. It's it's all nonsense. It's all, just tell me. He doesn't want to play tonight. He, we're resting him. But you the can't game accept in June, is more important than the game in November. Right, but you I'm sorry if you dropped 250 on tickets tonight. He's not playing. The claws wear the suit. You wouldn't accept that. If we we're trying no, to give you I'm a reason. No, I'm not accepting now. it. Right? I am not. So now we're trying to help you come to our side with with a fake or at least an exaggerated issue. Oh, come on now. It's still not working. So we're on a no, plan it's, C. No, it's not working. I'm even bothered by the fact. You know, the hell with the fine and Doc not buying in and getting slapped on the wrist. You're right. Fifty thousand dollar fine means absolutely nothing. The goal of Kawhi Leonard and and I love Kawhi. I rooted for him last year up in Toronto with the Raptors. I want to see him finally win NBA champ. I thought it was a great risk that Masai Ujiri took at the time in order to make that trade with San Antonio, saying I got a chance to win a championship. Let's go win a championship. Now, the goal of Kawhi to be bothered by the fact, as we mentioned before is mind-numbing. That, that to me, is – that almost takes the cake. I mean, it really <laughs> does. The fact that he's bothered that the NBA released his injury. Like, like first and foremost, there is there is little to no physicality in the game. Nobody's uh, going after your knee. This is not the bottom of a pile for a fumble where someone's trying to gouge your eyes out. 
No one's doing anything to you. No one's touching you. The game's as wide open as can be. There's no hand checking. There's no physicality. That's all gone from the game. It's as wide open as wide open can be. The Rockets would love to shoot 903 pointers per game if they could physically do it. Now I'm gonna be Kawhi Leonard's gonna be telling me that he's bothered by the fact that the NBA released that his left knee's bothering him. Seriously, bogus. I mean, that's tough to take. No. <laughs> Is it not tough to take? Um, you sure. love it, but that's tough to take. I love you being this upset about something that com- is nonsense. It bothers me. The whole thing that BS. bothers me. It really does. I'm not. I I, I read the I read the piece. I read her. I said, wait a second. You got to be kidding me. It's his business. His knee. Oh, stop it! <laughs> You're an easy mark, Mark. It's Taz of the Moose. Bogish is in the house. I'm not a mark. I'm right. <laughs> Come back. We got, uh, we'll run around week 10, the Sunday that will be in the National Football League. Bogish in the house. CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.